This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the post-match verdict live here from Anfield, uh, where Liverpool have just beaten Luton Town 4-1 to uh, extend their lead at the top of the Premier League table. And it was definitely a game of two halves here at Anfield where a very much depleted Liverpool side had to dig in, show resilience. But in the end, they got the job done. Um, if this was a Liverpool team without so many first-team players, you can essentially name an 11 of the players they were missing. Uh, no Alisson Becker, no Mohamed Salah, no Darwin Nunes, no Thiago, no Stefan Bersetic, no Jota, no Curtis Jones, no Trent Alexander-Arnold, no Joel Matip. There's so many players out, and it really the, the starting eleven picked itself. And after a, a sl- they started quickly, but the first half did not go as planned. Uh, they fell behind after the 12th minute when Ogbonne, who was very lively for Luton, he opened the scoring. Uh, it was uh, Chong. He had a shot saved at the near post by Kelleher, but it bounces up, and Ogbonne's there at the far post to head it home. Now Liverpool do fight back. They create a number of chances. Diaz in particular gets so many chances, but they just can't find a way to test Kaminsky in the Luton goal. And it feels like it's going to be one of those days for Liverpool, like against Manchester United before Christmas, where they're getting panicked. They don't have any composure. and just look frustrated, trying shots from distance and going over the bar, high and wide, uh, getting blocked. But then whatever Jurgen Klopp said at half-time, it, it did the job. They were superb after the interval. They really dug in. And it was uh, two goals in the space of two minutes that turned the game on its head. The first one coming from Virgil van Dijk in the, the 56th minute. Uh, Alexis McAllister's corner. He loses his marker. Van Dijk gets ahead of him at the near post and just glances a header across goal into the corner. It's a really well-timed run from the Dutchman. And Anfield erupted. They really responded in the second half. And the team and the, the fans, they bounced off each other. And two minutes later, well, you know, in front of the cop, we always talk about a corner taken quickly. On this occasion, it was a, a throw-in quick taken quickly, and it's a very smart goal from Liverpool. Connor Bradley takes the, the throw to Alexis McAllister. He's racing onto it in the box. First time cross, and Cody Gakpo is there running in to head home at the near post. That's what, two goals and two for him. Uh, he definitely stepped up there in goals. And you think you're lacking your three leading goal scorers in Salah, in Nunes, and in Jota. And it, that's what they needed from him as the leading striker today. Now, Diaz, who I said, wasted so many chances in the first half. And he was just getting denied time and time again. He finally got his goal in the 71st minute. Uh, he links up well with Robertson, skips past the defender and then just rifles it home into the corner in front of the pop. Now with Liverpool 3-1 up, it was time to bring on the kids for Jurgen Klopp because obviously with so many senior players missing, they have to have a number of academy youngsters on the bench. Uh, we saw Bobby Clark come on for another encouraging showing in midfield. But we also saw at first Liverpool appearance for Jaden Dans, son of former Premier League Championship midfielder Neil Dans, who I think is assistant manager at Tramir Rovers these days. Uh, he's 18, he scored 21 goals at academy level this year, and most of those have come for the under-18s. He's only really been an under-21s regular since the start of the year. Uh, he started his first Premier League two game 39 days ago, so that's how quick a turnaround we're talking for the young striker here. But he came on and he, he made a difference, he made an impact. Um, he played a big part in the fourth goal, it's his through ball to Cody Gakpo that basically leads to the goal. There's a, a sliding tackle, and Gakpo can't quite get the shot off, but it falls kindly to Harvey Elliott. 
then glazes it into the net. No stopping that to Ratspop. In the end, what is a convincing 4-1 win for Liverpool. Um, it didn't look like that would go the way of it at half-time, but try as they might, they, they got there in the end. They got the resilience on show again. 61% possession. They had 29 shots, 13 on target. It's just something special about this team, the way they dig in, they get the job done. They always know how to find a way to get the victories. And that puts them, what, four points clear at the top of the table? Do I make that? Yep, four points clear at the top of the table ahead of Manchester City. Arsenal were five points behind. Now, obviously, Liverpool played a game more than pretty much all of their, yeah, entirely all of their rivals. They only played tonight because they're in the League Cup final on Sunday, so they've gone first. But it does mean that they're keeping the pressure on the teams behind them. If City and Arsenal drop points again, that lead grows again. So City, I think the next action against Bournemouth on uh, Sunday, is it? Saturday, sorry. Saturday, 5.30 kickoff away at Bournemouth. If they win, same number of games played, they're still a point behind. And then your eyes do start to turn to that game between the two Anfield in, what, three, four weeks' time, March the 10th. It's going to be mouth-watering, and you just hope, pray, cross everything that Liverpool have a few players back from injury for then. Like we've heard that Allison maybe the suggestion is he might not be back until the March international break. But you'd like to think Sabosli, Nunes, Salah and Trent Alexander-Arnold, they could be edging closer to a comeback by then. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who starts as long as Liverpool win. It doesn't matter if they get clean sheets. It doesn't matter if they score four as long as they get the three points. They get the three points, the title will be theirs this season. That it is in their hands at the moment. And that's not something we've been able to say very often in this uh, recent Premier League era when they've been going head-to-head with Manchester City. We've seen them have to chase Manchester City for so long and wait for those drop points, and it doesn't quite happen to be enough. And then there was the year uh, in 2019 when they led for most of the way, but City had a game in hand, and then when they played the game in hand, they went top. The title was there. As it stands, it is in Liverpool's hands. So fingers crossed we're still saying that in May. Um, obviously, as I'll do what we normally do with the verdict, we'll have a look at uh, Ian Doyle's player ratings. And the headline is, Alexis McAllister and two others, excellent versus Luton. Well, you, you can't really look beyond McAllister, can you, when he gets two assists? Uh, he said, I think, after the game at the weekend where he scored his second goal for Liverpool away at Brentford, that he was enjoying being in a more advanced role. He was needing to get more goals and get more assists. It's the first time he's got two assists in a Premier League game. Um, so he's definitely stepped up to the plate today. Uh, Doyley has given him a nine Tries to get Liverpool moving first off with mixed results, but superb after the interval with crosses from the right, creating the, inter- uh, the equaliser and the second. Yeah, it was a brilliant performance again from the Argentinian. He has been a superb signing, only 35 million, remember, and he is going to be crucial to whatever Liverpool are going to achieve this season. Hopefully starting with uh, that League Cup final against Chelsea at the weekend. Uh, who else has stood out in Doyley's ratings? Endo's an eight. Virgil van Dijk, who opened the scoring with that powerful header, he's an eight. And the rest are pretty much sevens. So encouraging uh, display here from Liverpool. And uh, I'm sure the ratings wouldn't have read so pretty if we'd been doing this at half-time. Uh, obviously, we are live on Facebook and YouTube, so get your comments in. Uh, we'll have a look at them now. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Uh, Shane Devine wants a, a shout-out. So there you go, Shane. Have a shout-out. You live in Waterford. Very nice. Uh, we got a well-done Reds. This is my Liverpool win or lose no matter what happens. I love you forever, Reds. Very much so. 
McAllister for me made the difference. We've got from Joe on YouTube. Very well said, Joe. He does ooze class. He has been a superb signing, hasn't he? And it does give Liverpool plenty of confidence Sorry, going into that weekend in the, the League Cup final. Uh, John has said exactly that. It's a good confidence boost for them. Hey, Vino, Harvey, Macker and Virgil all great tonight. They, they were superb, weren't they? They really stood up, made the difference, the senior players. And it's strange to say Harvey Elliott's a senior player. I think it was his, was it 100th game for Liverpool today? There's some landmark appearance in there. Um, he's still so young. He's the fourth player, youngest player to achieve that landmark. And he's managed to mark it with a goal. Um, Nottingham, another tricky game at Forest. Yeah, that's Liverpool's next Premier League game, I believe, away at Nottingham Forest. A week on Saturday or a week on Sunday, but still got two games to go before then. Uh, like I said, you've got the League Cup final on uh, Sunday and then the Southampton back here at Anfield in the FA Cup next Wednesday. Um, hopefully plenty of players back from injury for that. We've got come on Reds from Argentina. Uh, amazing result from the Philippines. Say hi to Rachel. So hi, Rachel. Greetings from Vietnam. Uh where, yeah, tell us where you're watching from. Sure, why not? I'm sure we've got some crazy uh, time differences in some places here. Uh, congrats, Reds from Indonesia. Oh, this is a big question, isn't it? Do you think we all get Xavi Alonso from John Sommers? I, I really hope so. He is the standout candidate, isn't he? And you, you would love to see Xavi Alonso back here at Anfield. He's got that affinity with the club already. And what he's achieving with Bayer Leverkusen is incredible. It's amazing. And the fact that no one has won the Bundesliga apart from Bayern Munich since Klopp's Dortmund says it all. Um, obviously, there's big teams who are going to be in need for a new manager. Bayern Munich being one of them. Thomas Tuchel stepping down at the end of the season. Barcelona as well with Xavi. And it, it comes down to what Alonso wants. Like, is he wanting to replace Klopp? That, that is a daunting prospect for any manager. Maybe Bayern Munich slightly easier. You, you're not going in such big boots. You've just got to win the Bundesliga again, do well in the Champions League. But there's just something special about Liverpool, and that's something he's said time and time again. Um, I've got everything crossed that it is Xavi Alonso, but I'm sure whoever does come in, there's going to be that special relationship with the fans. And thanks for uh, asking about managers, John, because it's brought me on to Jurgen Klopp's celebrations at the end of the game. He's very much enjoying this farewell tour when uh, results go Liverpool's way. Uh, today we saw the fist bumps to the cop. Uh, he didn't forget the Sakini Dalgali stand this time. He then turned and did it to them. Then the main stand before finishing off with the Anfield road end. He is just loving every single Liverpool victory and enjoying all these last moments with Anfield and enjoyed the farewell for as long as he can. Uh, hopefully, it will be a, a very positive finish for him come May. I Liverpool, as I said, stay top of the Premier League. They're going back into the FA Cup next week. They've got the um, League Cup final on Sunday. The Europa League draw is on Friday, so come back and stay tuned on our YouTube channel and all our channels for maybe live coverage of that. I believe we're going to do another live watch along uh, the second legs for those uh, knockout playoffs at tomorrow. Sporting Lisbon, a, a one-team Liverpool could face and their manager, someone who has actually been linked as a, a contender to replace Klopp. Um, so yeah, we've got loads coming on the, the channel in the, recent, in the upcoming weeks. Uh, thanks for the, the feedback, John. Uh, lots of people watching from Ireland. Uh, not surprised. Hopefully Liverpool can be back in Ireland at the end of the season. But uh, Dublin, someone here watching from Canada. John, I'm t oh, 4.52. Oh, it's a lot kinder for you to hear this today. I'm quite glad that it's a, a 7.30 kickoff. It wouldn't be quite as nice if we were doing another 8.15 as we did for Chelsea a couple of weeks ago. 
Uh, a big question there from John as well, academy graduate of the season so far. Um, you've probably got to give it to Jarrell Quanser. He's the one who's been most consistent in the team from start to finish. I'm sure come May, we'll probably be saying Connor Bradley, if he hadn't been injured in preseason, he would be the standout. But everyone is just standing up when it's mattered most, like Bobby Clark's coming and putting another encouraging display. Uh, we're seeing more from Dans, we're seeing more from McConnell. You've got Kay Gordon on the bench today. You've got Trey Anonyi on the bench today. I will learn how to say his name correctly one day. Is it Anyoni? Trey Anyoni? I don't know if Doyle's correct me this time. I really do need to get a lesson on that one, and I feel embarrassed for saying that because it should be a simple one to say. Um, Lewis Kumas, he's obviously done well in the academy this season as well. He got the promotion to the under-21s a good half a season before Dan's, but they're all doing brilliantly, and it's exciting times wherever the new manager is because you're obviously going to have a look at all of these players in uh, the summer when the senior players are still at the Euros, still at the Copa America. And then we'll see, won't we, uh, which ones can step up again. But it's exciting times for Liverpool, even with Jurgen Klopp leaving. Oh, this is a big show. We've got one coming up saying, how about Zizou, this manager? Zinedine Zidane, not sure about that one. Obviously, he's done uh, plenty of Real Madrid. But no, I'm not sure he'd be who I'd want as manager. But then if he did get the job, you'd never write off. He just doesn't seem someone who has been linked with it too heavily. We'll wait and see. Uh, what about the sporting director? No, nothing concrete on that as it stands, but you'd like to think that they will appoint the new sporting director before they appoint the new manager. And still, what, three months to go until the summer? Plenty of time to get the right man in, but it does obviously need to be the right man who can then uh, carry on where Liverpool have been doing so, what they've been doing so successfully the last, what, 10 years pretty much now, isn't it? Since, uh, what, eight, nine years since Klopp came in, Michael Edwards and Julian Ward before that. Shout out for Jaden Dans. Yeah, he was doing brilliantly, wasn't he? Uh, Shane asking, any chance of meeting for a yoga in Dublin? Well, if we have to get there first, don't they? <laughs> then we'll wait and see. Starting predictions for the, the Carabao Cup final. Well, um, I'd imagine Keller starts in goal. Uh, Connor Bradley probably gets the nod at right back. Um, then we've got, well, it'll be Canarse and Van Dyke at centre-back. Uh, Robertson will come back in at left back. He obviously came off the bench there and got an assist. Klopp's not uh, wanting to risk his legs in midfield. Now, that's an interesting one. Endo will start, McAllister will start, and then who gets that final berth? Gravenberch or Elliott? I'd lean towards Elliott. I, I think he, he was in the squad, wasn't he, against Chelsea two years ago for the final, only because Thiago got uh, injured in the warm-up. But he just seems to be a bit more consistent. He's a bit more energy. But then it depends entirely on which of the attacking players are available. Uh, if you go into Wembley and you've got Darwin Nunes fit, you've got Mohamed Salah fit, and you can start those two players, then you're not necessarily needing Elliot in a front three. You don't need him on the bench, or you, maybe you do need him on the bench to bring him on for those two after an hour. Or if they're only fit for the substitutes uh, bench, then you need to start Elliot in the front three with Graven Birch in midfield. Diaz obviously starts. Gakpo. Well, he's got his goal today. Maybe he starts. And then it just comes down to if Salah and Nunes are, are fit enough. Nunes felt a little something against Brentford, which is why he came off at half-time. Obviously not risked today, not even on the bench. And then Salah, he like, I think, felt a bit of fatigue in that hamstring injury that kept him out since the AFCON. Um, for four weeks he was out, wasn't it, pretty much? So, yeah, it just depends who's fit from those. We'll see who will start. Um, someone going, grab a virtual start over here. I, I wouldn't be surprised. But then I think we're just seeing a bit more consistency from... Elliot, they're both really good players, very young players. And you, you imagine that if they'll, they'll split the time quite evenly between the two, won't they? One will get 60, one will get 30. That seems to be Jurgen Klopp's way of doing it. Now, uh, 
I keep talking about the League Cup final. It is the next game. We are going to be going down to London Saturday. Me, Doily, Gorsty, and Joe Rimmer as well, I believe. So uh, stay tuned for our coverage from the League Cup final. We'll have all your normal coverage and maybe a couple of extra podcasts as well. I'll be going live at Wembley after the game, maybe before the game. We'll hope to get the, the celebrations if they win. <laughs> Fingers crossed, Touchwood, on our YouTube channel, Facebook and everything. Might be trying to do a, a podcast on Saturday night if we get down there in good time. Uh, depends what the local pubs and bars are like, doesn't it? And if it's still sunny with a Wembley way in the background, we are pretty much right next to the stadium. So really looking forward to it. I'm sure if you're there, uh, come and say hi. If you're not there, follow along for all our coverage as always. And well, we're on Wednesday now. So we'll have a, your normal Blood Red podcast on Friday where we go back over this uh, resilient Vince in victory over Luton Town and we look at uh, that League Cup final in even more detail um, but yeah, a really good performance for Liverpool in the end to a bit of a, a dodgy first half but they got the job done they extend the lead at the top of the table uh, the Reds march on see you when I see you on Friday maybe uh, the weekend until next time goodbye You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo